Welcome to the Athletic Business Podcast. I'm Andy Berg. And I'm Tabitha Wethel. Tabitha, we have new equipment. Yeah, we sure do. I hope we sound a lot better to our listeners. I hope everybody can get our crisp letters. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so this week on the podcast, um, well, first of all, we came, we're coming off of AB show. Everybody is uh, hopefully recovered. Um, it was a, a great week in San Antonio. Lots of great programming, a great expo floor, great keynote. Um, it was not just, I think, just nice to see everybody in person after being off for almost two years. Well, two years. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like there was a really great energy with people just being excited to be near other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the little things these days. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, this week on the podcast, we are featuring an interview with Christina Hickey. She is the director of Warriors at Ease, and they serve the military community. They are not affiliated with the military. However, they do um, provide alternative uh, coping and recovery uh, tools for those individuals. Um, they teach yoga and meditation specifically. Mm -hmm. And it's really been well received by the military community. And now the military itself is actually looking into um, adopting these as part of its oh. official fitness programming. Okay. Um, so we spoke with, I spoke with Christina um, about the Warriors at Ease program. They train instructors um, and they're just doing an amazing job of of offering these these alternative tools to the military community. So um, without further ado, we'll get to the interview and we'll be back after that. Christina, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. We're happy to be here. Um, can you tell me a little bit about Warriors at Ease and how you got involved with the organization? Absolutely. Uh, so Warriors at Ease uh, really started back with our co-founders back in 2009. Uh, they were the yoga and meditation structures that were in the first paid research studies that were done by both the DOD and the VA um, in different locations in DC, as well as in um, the Florida area. And what they saw was that this practice, not only was it phenomenally helpful um, in creating post-traumatic growth from both combat, non-combat, visible and visible injuries, um, but it also had to be introduced in a very particular way uh, to this community for it to really resonate um, and be as effective as possible. And so they created this training curriculum. And then we spent the last like 10 years training yoga teachers all over the country. Um, and then what we found was that it was really helpful for uh, just employees in general that serve the military population, um, clinical service providers, non-clinical service providers. Um, and so our training has kind of evolved over time to include yoga teachers as well as just like people within the military community. Um, and so I started back in 2017 where I got a scholarship um, to come to the training. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I saw this thing on social media and it said uh, yoga teacher training scholarships for military spouses. And I was like, all right, sign me up. Didn't think I would get it. Literally, uh, probably a month later, they were like, hey, we'll see you in Hawaii in a couple weeks. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, and I can honestly tell you that I, borderline just like brought to tears because this is what I had been looking for. 
um, not only as a military spouse, but just like also somebody who really um, wants to hold space for individuals as a yoga teacher um, in a very effective, uh, safe and relevant way. And on top of that, I was, it was with a population of people who also wanted to do the same thing and were never scared of like getting into a place and being like, oh, I did it wrong before, or like, let's talk about why we do this um, and really get into the nitty gritty and understand the research and the science behind everything. Um, so I was trained back in 2017, uh, became the regional program coordinator, about a year later, uh, started classes um, at 10 Special Forces Group, as well as the VA in Colorado Springs. Fast forward, I think it was like two or three years later, uh, two years later, um, and one of our affiliates called me and said, hey, Christy, nobody's announced it yet, but where is it easels looking for a new executive director? And I was like, well, I, there's no way I'm going to get it. I don't have enough experience. Um, so I threw my hat in the ring and turns out here I am. <laughs> um, so that's how I got involved in a little bit about the organization. What, so what types of tangible benefits do soldiers, uh, community members who participate in yoga and meditation actually see in, say, their daily lives or in moments of stress? Um, yeah, can you expand on that a little bit? Absolutely. So daily lives, we're going to see uh, really overall well-being is going to improve. Um, we are going to be stressed out less due to the nervous system regulation that's happening within these yoga classes. Um, our teachers are also really well trained um, in very specific techniques that release uh, residual um, stress in the tissue. Uh, and so what we know is that uh, it lives in the muscle and in the tissue and in the fascia. Um, and so all of a sudden they're really gonna be able to move through life um, a little bit easier. So less pain, more mobility, um, and then actually what's built into our classes as well, um, there's a little bit of sympathetic activation. So this uh, like kind of creating almost, I wouldn't say a fight or flight response, but a little bit of stress mm -hmm. um, and then retraining the brain how to come back down from stress. Um, and so they're able to handle stress better in uh, everyday lives. We call that the window of tolerance. And so through these practices, the window of tolerance becomes more uh, accessible. Sure. Um and so how are these types of techniques, say a departure a little bit from the military's more traditional fitness and wellness programming? Um, so it really goes back to this idea of Western versus Eastern medicine. Sure. Um, in Western medicine, we kind of, we always look at like, what's the issue? Um, and then we, we treat the issue versus what's the cause, mm -hmm. which is Eastern medicine. Like where, where are we deficient? Um, what do we need to add into our lives versus like take away from our lives? And it, it creates this sense of wholeness. Um, so that's one of the reasons the VA has called it the whole health initiative. We're looking at a person, not just as what they're able to achieve externally, but what we know is that if we look at a person and make sure that they're healthy um, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, uh, they become better performers overall. Um, mm -hmm. And really the military's, um, it's all about force readiness. Sure. And so being able to make sure that they're supported on every single front um, in more of a preventative versus a reactionary um, has been really the catalyst. Sure, sure. Um, Obviously, the military is a unique community for many reasons. Um, 
how do you present this type of training in a way that maybe soldiers and their families are more receptive to it? Um, maybe not with all of the, uh, I think you call it woo-woo. Yes, uh, the woo-woo, the fluff, um, the hippie stuff, all of that. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a couple things. One, we really take out any of that sort of languaging. If it's not based in science, I mean, our teachers review quite literally like hundreds of research studies. They know exactly what they're doing, why they're doing it and how it's effective. Um, and we really strip it down to the basics. So it's, we're gonna move and this is why we're gonna move and this is how we're gonna move and we're gonna breathe, same thing. This is why we're gonna breathe and this is how we're gonna breathe. Um, and really it goes down to making things accessible by taking anything out that's unnecessary. Um, we get really down into the nitty gritty. Um, and then when you're kind of presenting to a leadership um, where they're like, oh, yoga and meditation, like you're making a bunch of people soft and like <laughs> we're dealing with warriors here, right? right. Um, and we, we have this, I, we call it a mantra in the yoga world. Um, and one of our co-founders came up with it and our, our teachers use it quite often. Um, there's nothing to prove, there's nothing to pretend and there's nothing to protect just while we are in this space. And the reason why we, we always like get a little backfire and we love it. People are like, oh, like there's always something to protect. Um, and we say, yeah, absolutely. Which is why um, when we're kind of in this like constantly turned on space, um, there's a metaphorical and physical IV drip um, of cortisol, the stress hormone, because we're always on alert. But what happens is we never go into this like rest and digest part of what we need um, to create cellular regeneration for new neural pathways to form, uh, for our muscles to recover, um, for injuries to start recovering. We have higher blood flow, um, our food digests, our, so our entire digestive system improves. Um, but if we're kind of always in this state of like, I gotta be turned on, I gotta be turned on. I gotta be turned on, that doesn't happen. Um, and so what's happening when we do go into that, uh, we call it sharpening the warrior. So they're actually becoming, um, their cognitive abilities are becoming much stronger. Uh, so better leaders, uh, better communication, faster injury recovery, less injuries are happening. Um, and so they're actually, they're better soldiers depending on whatever MOS or job they have in the military, they're going to be better at it and more efficient at it. Um, sure. And they're going to save money on the back end for healthcare costs. Absolutely. Um, now, I, I realize that you can't speak for the military and you guys are a separate organization. Um, but what is your feel for how the military is adopting these trainings? Is, are they doing it in, a, in an official capacity? Um, is How does that part of this work? I mean, you guys are providing a great service for the military and the, and that community. What's the official stance? Yeah. So the official stance is, um, there's, it's called, what's the PODIF preservation of the force and family. <laughs> yes. And so the money is there. Um, the, the issue, and we know this anytime, um, is it usually takes 10 years to like iron out all the cakes, sure. uh, with the DOD and the VA. Um, and it's super interesting. You're talking about this, uh, Warzies is on a yoga consortium with other leaders, um, kind of in the industry. And one of the things we really want to do, um, is inform the industry as a whole, how to do this correctly, 
mm-hmm. in, in a way that's safe. Um, because what we know, especially with, with training service providers kind of all over, um, is that not all trainings are created equal. There's a couple of other trainings like ours out there. Um, and we just, we've been doing it the longest. Uh, we review it constantly. Our teacher network is always held to this like incredibly high standard. Um, so they're officially adopting it. Um, but it's kind of this like scramble, um, and they're, they're getting it anywhere they can. Um, and one of the reasons that Worsities is so dedicated to, and it's what sets us apart. There's kind of all these other organizations that are dedicated to just making sure that the teacher like gets in the room with the soldiers. Um, We are dedicated to making sure that the teacher or the service provider is properly trained. Um, So instead of just kind of like throwing them through a 15 hour training and be like, all right, here you go. um, It's between 70 to hundred hours to get a certification and you have to re-up every year. So in an official capacity, yes, there is funding. I personally wouldn't say that it's being executed 100%. And I mean, they're massive organizations. It's going to take time to figure out just now being mandated. Um, So it's going to take some time, but that's one of the reasons we're super excited to be really dedicated to this service provider network, because that's really where uh, sustainability, quality, and efficacy lie. Sure, sure. so what do you see for the future of Warriors Eddies? Um, just the organization, what are your goals as a, as a group? Um, as a group, so it sounds like a very huge number. Uh, we have around 1,300 teachers around uh, across 14 different countries. It's not that big of a number. We still yeah. have a ton of work to do. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that we've gotten really, really good at, um, and it's really thanks to our, our lead faculty member, Kelsey Timmis. Um, she's got a background in uh, quality and risk management. Um, every time that we go into a training, so we have kind of our open enrollment trainings. And one of the things we've really done recently is uh, closed enrollment training. So with whole health facilities or DOD entities. Um, is really tailoring it to their population because what we know about different MOSs or different jobs within the military, um, they come with a a different activities history is what we call it. Um, And so the future really lies in the ability for these facilitators of this training to see the population, know the population and deliver these techniques and protocols to the service providers in a really, really, really relevant way. to create sustainability. Um, Because if we're kind of just like throwing this overall roadmap over everybody, what we know is that like we all have a different history and we all came to all these different places in a different way. Um, With that being said, stress happens in the body the exact same way for everyone. Um, So there's kind of all these different layerings, but the future of it is really creating a sustainable network of service providers because if they aren't taken care of and they aren't supported, um, they're not going to last as long to be able to continue serving uh, this population. Sure, sure. Um, so if there are members of military listening um, or are interested in maybe participating in, uh, you know, a class or, or, or even uh, learning to become an instructor, how can they find their resources uh, through you guys? Absolutely. So heading over to our website, www.worriesatease.org, we have a resources tab um, and our virtual class library has over 200 uh, pre-recorded classes and meditations. 
um, by the, all of the classes are taught by certified Warriors Days teachers and all of uh, the meditations are taught by at least level one trained teachers. Um, and so there's tons of resources on there. If they wanna try an in-person class, we do have uh, a listing of in-person classes as well. Again, underneath of that resources page, if you're interested in becoming an instructor, head over to the training tab, everything you need is there. Um, and there's a couple of different courses that people can take, but our registrar, Betsy, is uh, phenomenal at guiding people through that process. And her information, as well as all of our scholarship opportunities are located on that training page. Nice. So do you have to be a member of the military in order to become an instructor? No. Okay. Uh, a lot of actually what we do um, is training and this goes back to an interview that Sebastian Younger did a while back on uh, TED Talk. Um, when we talk about post-traumatic stress um, or even uh, there's combat operational stress, there's um, like compound stress just from organizational stuff. Um, the problem isn't the service member or the veteran. Uh, really a big part of the problem is the community they're coming home to. Yeah. Um, and being able to welcome them and all of their experiences because they've lived such big lives. I mean, they've served something bigger than themselves. They've had a sense of duty, a sense of camaraderie yeah. um, that we just, we haven't experienced yet. Um, and so we, as a community, need to learn how to welcome them home. And right. so a big part of what we do is training the civilian population. Right. Uh Great work you guys are doing. Thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, yeah, keep Thank doing what you're doing. Absolutely. And it always, if there's any questions, um, we're, we're more than welcome. All of our information's uh, on the website. You can reach out to anybody. But we also really appreciate the opportunity that Athletic Business provided uh, to create a little bit of uh, awareness and advocacy for the entire military family. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll include all of the... Uh, information you mentioned in the web, uh, the podcast notes. So um, thanks again. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. And we're back. Um, yeah, it was a great conversation with Christina. Um, and I really, you know, hope they continue doing what they're doing because I think it's been a real value to um, the men and women of the U.S. military. Yeah. Um, you know, considering uh, everything they do, um, as well as some of the maybe not so great things they experience in their jobs, not to mention just the stress of being a military member, whether you're a reserve member working every other weekend or plus a civilian job or a full-time active duty uh, soldier. Um so the other thing I wanted to mention is that the November, December issue just hit mailboxes. Um, and we actually uh, spoke with Christina as well as a couple of um, Warriors at Ease instructors uh, for an article about what they do. So there's a little more detail on there if people want to check that out. Um, anything else, Tabitha? I just wanted to mention they could find that at athleticbusiness.com. All right. Oh, I did also just want to say there's a new look over at Athletic Business. Oh, yes. Stop by if you uh, haven't been there this week or... Yeah, absolutely. We uh, have recently updated our websites. Um, I think they look 
10 times, 100 times better than the old site? Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I hate to overuse the word crisp, but <laughs> a nice, crisp, clean page. I... We are getting crispy over here at Athletic <laughs> Business. Um, anyway, I think that's about all we have for uh, this this week. Um, look for us in a couple weeks. We'll have another pod for everybody. See you then. See all you right. Then. <laughs> Hear you then. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.